0: You know, trying to figure out what the public likes and doesn't like and how long they're going to like it is really an art. Netflix the other day, I mean, Netflix could not have been a hotter stock. I mean, the, the ultimate pandemic stock. And they lost $5 billion in one day because all of a sudden people stopped subscribing. And we saw restaurants that were incredibly popular. You still see it on a daily basis. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. Somebody who deals with the public on a long time and has for a very long time is John Antiaco. Now, he's been on the show many times as CEO of Blockbuster Video during the good years. I think the last time we talked to him, he was going into the franchise business as CEO of Bricks Holdings. And we were talking about Red Mango, which is sort of a, a, an ice cream company and yogurts. And he's in all kinds of stuff. And John Antiaco joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Always great to talk to you, David.
0: You know my favorite. Yeah, I, let me let me let me ask the, the the last question first. How do you know when to sell? <laughs> I mean, you you've gotten into so many great hot businesses, but how do you know? Or you know, if you were Netflix, your old or Blockbuster's old nemesis, how do you know when it's time to to pack it up and move on and do something else?
1: You know, that's a. Uh, I'd like to say it's a science, but it's probably an art and. Um I have not been good on the selling side of it. These people have come to me and said, "Hey, uh, you, you own this business. I'll give you my example of a TGI Fridays franchise, uh, which was probably the, one of my restaurant ventures outside my, let's call it the normal corporate career, if you will. Uh, we just had somebody knock at our door and they were interested in expanding and you know we had had a really good run and the, and the price was right. And it was, you know, time to move on. Uh, I think those are the calls that owners and entrepreneurs have to make. Um, you know, right now in, in our bricks holdings, uh, this multi brand restaurant management company that we're forming, you know, we're actually having uh, those conversations with people in the restaurant business because what's happened now is yes, yes, there are restaurants that have have uh, folded during the pandemic because of various things, um, but really it takes. Uh, a lot of uh let's call it resources and scale to really be successful in this marketplace so when we started building our multi-brand restaurant management company and we added red mango as you would mentioned david we own super salad and smoothie factory and we recently bought our at the end of uh 2020 the beginning of 2021 we bought orange leaf another yogurt concept and and friendly uh, an iconic brand that a lot of us who come from the Northeast grew up on years ago.
0: Yeah, Friendly's, maybe uh, maybe that's a good example because there is, maybe that was a mature concept or whatever because that, that was, you're right, it's iconic. I've been around for decades. And so you're what, re, sort of rejuvenating it?
1: Yes, uh, reimagining it, reinventing it. You know, uh, previous ownership, it was owned by you know, a very successful private e- equity company before we bought it. We did buy it out of out of bankruptcy, so all didn't go well there. Uh, but it has really good uh, roots. It has good brand heritage. People think of it fondly, and you know we're we're developing a method of expanding Friendlies uh, in a way that makes economic sense in this environment, and to take advantage of the changes in the marketplace that are, allow Friendlies to grow in a different model. So we opened our first Friendlies cafe, which is a fast casual version of friendlies it has you know the vast majority of the items that friendlies uh has been known for and sells for for years obviously you know centered around our you know our ice cream specialty handcrafted uh attractions that are in our our restaurants yeah. um but it's now served in a different manner in, in a smaller footprint and it's focused on 50 uh on-premise consumption and 50 percent off-premise and it's working extremely well. Well, you know, you somebody, somebody, would, somebody would, ago.
0: you know, my kids, for example, probably would look upon Super Salad the same way because it's been around. You know, this area founded here, been around here for the last I don't know what twenty years or something, and and probably needs that same that same sort of fix. That I I assume that you're doing to it.
1: Exactly right. Um, so you know, here's a a. soup and salad company for lack of better terminology as you know it's heritage is buffet buffet had an extremely difficult time during the pandemic and quite frankly the brand even before that wasn't putting enough resources in it to reimagine it now you know as we speak we are uh, conceiving the next version of super salad and it is going to be essentially focused on drive-through and off-premise there are a number of Concepts now that are you know that are not doing well. There's you know one that recently uh, started expanding in Dallas called um, Salads and Go. Um, but it's 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 building on that need for convenience, need for speed, the need for value in a product that people want. And certainly soup and salad is still a very you know um, popular consumer category. It's just serving it up in a different way and using technology and. Delivery uh, and um, people's comfort with being able to, you know, drive to a um, a business, trust the um, the products that are being sold, and get out in a convenient manner. And a lot of them are ordering in advance through mobile apps and
0: yeah.
1: you know, really uh, expediting the process and getting good quality, fresh products. Uh, Super Salad will morph into that. and Hope to have our first new iteration of that open. Realistically, it's probably going to be end of this year or the first quarter of so, next year. So
0: where you are right now, would you rather be a franchisee or a franchisor?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm currently both or I've been both I my, know. my entire business career. Uh, I think they're in, in the businesses that we are acquiring. We are the franchisor. Um, but we... Uh, we've also invested in businesses uh, as a franchisee. As I mentioned, at one point I owned a company, that was the largest Fridays franchisee. I was involved, my first involvement in Friendly's was as an investor in, in its largest franchisee. Uh, so, uh, you know, franchisees can get the benefits of scale, which I talked about earlier, uh, without having scale and they can take advantage of Uh, The expertise that are put into brand development, innovation, supply chain, technology, uh, legal, all of product development, all of that stuff is done by the franchisor at, uh, you know, I would say a very affordable uh, price when you think it's a percentage of sales that varies between depending on what franchise it is and what model it is, between 4 and 10%. But for that, you get the benefits of the brand and you get the benefits of all of those right services that you couldn't afford as a as a owner operator
0: you know this whole idea of, of bringing new life to an old concept or keeping one uh, keeping one going is really intriguing to me i I see um you know i don't know pizza hut uh, you know stuffing crust or putting bizarre things on top and, you know, it, it, it seems to drive business. But some of them don't. I mean, Wingstop is one. They sell one thing all the time. and They don't bring in submarine sandwiches or anything else. They keep it going. I don't know. How do you I don't know how you keep the traffic driven like that. Yeah, well,
1: it's, you know, uh, Wingstop has, you know, modified its menu somewhat uh they they now have grilled red wings you can now they've opened up a a a fried thigh concept and that was more function of supply chain but i mean it's nice to stay focused and do it well and they have been very successful with that and there are a lot of examples of that but you kind of keep the concept fresh you know when uh, i'm sure that a lot of those you know focused brands if you will uh, have taken advantage of changes in the marketplace to sell their limited menu through more channels. I mean, the popular term right right now is, uh, is omni-channel, right? They're gonna go you know, online and, and sell it through their own website, mobile app and platforms. They're gonna partner with the DoorDashers and Uber Eats of the world to you know, get delivery to, to people. Um, they're gonna use drive-through uh, concepts. They're, they do home catering, most of them. So you can stay focused on a product line that people like, continue to do it well, but you are going to have to expand your footprint in either a number of outlets or the channels on which you operate.
0: Well, I, it'll be fun to see what you do next. You're, I mean, I, going back to 7-Eleven and Circle K and through Blockbuster and P.F. Chang's and Orange Leaf and Red Mango and Smoothie Factory and all, you've got your hands. You're never going to retire, are you?
1: I am retired. I just <laughs> yeah, Haven't told anybody, I, I including t- myself.
0: I can tell. I can <laughs> <myself>. tell. <laughs> you, know,
1: you, you. gotta have. You have to have fun in what you're doing. Uh, and you know, I, I think last time I talked to you, I was probably um, engaged in a number of business things. And you know, we also have a, a recreation, a, a ranch in East Texas that is you know we love and is home. And I love coming to Dallas and working and keeping my my bra- my mind and body engaged in things that are, I find interesting and energizing. So yeah, I think kind of retirement is uh, you know, kind of a past notion that, you know, people just do it in different ways. Now I'm, I think I'm doing differently now, I would say, David, then, you know, the, the, PF Chang's involvement, it in was, uh, I did as part of a private, uh, traditional private equity group as a small investor, went in as CEO, did the same thing at Fridays for a while, but now I'm focused on, building bricks holdings uh, doing in doing in a way that um, I'm uh, involved in the categories I like with the team that uh, uh, can work effectively together and my time horizons on when I enter businesses and exit them and make that decision that you asked me about earlier is you know when is it time to sell uh, you know that's kind of a decision you, you make based on a number of factors uh, financial and, and otherwise to make that timing right. So Bricks Holdings is my uh, you know passion right now and reinventing some of the brands, reimagining some of the brands that we own, uh, expanding others organically. And we are clearly looking for acquisitions that would be nice, you know, tuck-ins, uh, plug-ins, however you want to call it, whether they're uh, uh, franchise operations or Combination of franchise and corporate, as is friendlies and uh, Orange Leaf and some of our other Fridays and some of our other holdings.
0: Well, maybe we can dig up some more business for you today. That's what. And, and just speaking personally, if you could bring a friendlies down here, and I don't know what Humble Donut Company is, but I love the name, and I'd like to have one of those down here. If you've got an extra, <laughs> put okay. down there. John well, Antio- John Antioch Fred- is the uh, chairman of Bricks Holdings. And a member of the Jamco Interest LLC and and constantly evolving. It's always good to chat with you. Thank you for the time, sir.
1: Thank you, David. Likewise. Thanks for more of our conversation
0: with Mr. Antiochko. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.